Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here today with my friend, Brianna Scroggins. How's it going, Bri? Good. Very good. Good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. No, I'm excited to see your face. <laughs> I know. How pregnant are you right now? I can't remember how far along you were. I'm pregnant enough that I'm in the bed with my legs propped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. where I am too. Also sitting in the bed. <laughs> yeah. You are more pregnant than me. But yeah, and here's I... my giant belly. Yeah. You are <laughs> like all belly. I am eight weeks. So. How many? 28. 28 weeks. Okay. Yes, I think. Do you lose track on your fourth? Because I do. Um, No, not really, no. because I'm like I... counting down. <laughs> That's what uh, somebody was telling me, like, you should have a rollover day. I was like, what's a rollover day? They said like every Monday or Tuesday or Sunday yeah. is your day. And I was like, oh, yeah, you should. But I just don't keep track. Oh, really? <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're 28 weeks already. That feels like it's going by really fast to me. Yeah. I is. feel like it you is. just found out you're pregnant. Well, I think they go faster each and every time. Yeah. Are you feeling uh, good? I'm feeling better. Okay. You know, I yeah. have terrible, terrible nausea there at the beginning. Yeah. Which you know all about. But yes, I, I do. don't get that. I don't get that unless I skip my nausea medication. But sadly, are you still having still... to take it? Oh man. I'm just not going to quit at this point. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I, I I think I forgot to, or maybe I intentionally didn't take it one one day. And I just take it at night before bed. Yeah. And the next day I felt fine until about 6 p.m. And we were on our way to an event and I felt awful. It just like hit me. Mm-hmm. So I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, every pregnancy, my morning sickness has gone away at like 12 to 13 ish weeks. And this time it went away at like 16 weeks. Um, so that was long enough for me. So I can't imagine it going on through the end, but I, I mean, uh, I have friends that it does go through the end. Yeah. I've, yeah, I have friends who pretty much are nauseated the whole time and even in labor. Oh, so, so awful. You know. With the medicine, I feel like it's gone. But like I said, that one day that I skipped, I did not, it was not gone. So yeah, I just, I'm not going to figure out if it's gone or not. I'm just You're like, keep... I can't at this point. You just need to not be nauseous. Yeah. And you were having another little, another little girl. I am. So, so we are like equal. You yes. Have... The Scroggins family has the mirror of the Sparks family. So they have two little girls then a little boy and now another little girl and we have two little boys then a little girl and now another little boy so we have spouses for all of our children is what we joke (laughs) because they're like the same age (laughs) yeah so it's fun but anyways Bree is here today uh to podcast with me but before we start let's introduce you and tell people a little bit about about your life and um so people can find more from you with house to home podcast still um, all those episodes are still up and great listens. So if you haven't listened to all of those, definitely check them out. And 
uh, you think that you'll eventually do some more recording with House to Home too, right? Once yeah. life is in a, <laughs> in a easier stage. My, yeah, I am making my house a home right now. And so yeah. I have time for House to Home podcast, sadly. Yeah. Been, I think it's been about a year now. I think we've reached a year that we haven't released any recordings and I don't post as much on our social media platforms, mm-hmm. um, but we the website is still up, housetohome.family. You can find us there. All of the podcasts are still up and it's something that we want to keep doing for a very long time. Yeah. So we have lots of ideas and we talk all the time. We just... It's just not the time to get back into it. Yeah, but that's how Jared and I, are, Jared and I are with um, the Shepherd's Crook, and then also with Fruitful and Fearless. It's like this is a lifelong journey. Like we don't plan to ever stop doing it, but there's going to be seasons where it's easier to do and more thoughtful, more intentional, and then other seasons where it's like, okay, we got a podcast in 30 minutes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm just gonna continue on and pray that the Lord makes it fruitful. And, uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah, there's been seasons, obviously, with this podcast too, where it's like, I just can't do it right now. And we're probably about to enter one of those with a baby being born in a couple of weeks. So it may be a little sparser. Maybe not. You just never know. Sometimes it surprises me that I'm able to do it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. God just kind of provided a little gap there. Where... I feel like you've been pretty consistent. Taking yeah. this year off has been hard for me. But then I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's been good for my heart too, because yeah. maybe there's little bit of clinginess there with it because I would have I would have kept going and stressed myself out if it wasn't for the Lord telling me to slow down and yeah focus on my family so mm-hmm. I mean that's what we're telling everybody in house to home podcast right. <laughs> I'm living what I'm preaching and you know if you haven't listened to all the episodes you can just get caught up on <laughs> all of them in the meantime yeah and there's house to home kids which is adorable and my kids liked so there's definitely some great content on there that you guys should all check out. Um, Bree, uh, so I know the Scroggins family because, well, I knew you before this, but they came to Christ Church for a while. You you guys are a part of our church, but I've known you since like high school, probably. My later years of high school, probably junior, maybe sophomore. Yeah. And I think you, have you been on Fruitful and Fearless? You've been on Fruitful and Fearless before, haven't you? Yeah, I think I was on with you and Lexi at the very beginning. Maybe not very beginning. I don't know. Okay. I know that episodes. we've been on a Shepherd's Crook episode together with our husbands, but I couldn't remember if you were on this with me before or not. Yeah, we've been on a couple of those. I want to say it was something It was something on the home. Yeah. Peace. Peace. The peaceful I'm home. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something cool. like that. Yeah. So Bree and I have known each other for a long time. Our families love each other. Now her husband is a pastor, a Presbyterian pastor in North City. You guys live in North City. She's cooking their fourth kid right now. <laughs> so, and you guys also homeschool, right? Yes. Yep. And what have we talked about? What curriculum you use? I can't remember. I we're very eclectic with okay. what we use, but I based it off of Logos curriculum at the beginning, and then I just kind of figured out what we liked, what we didn't like. So we use, I'm trying to think if we use any of the same things for any subjects. I think we use rod and staff for English and math. That's the same. And we use some Logos stuff that came straight from Logos because Logos pulls from a lot of different curriculums too. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, like every subject is kind of a different 
from a different place yeah. and we like it. It works. Yeah. It's so funny to hear how different mom's brain works with homeschooling. Like, yeah, we just pull from this, that, and the other. It's fine. Like we got it all. And it, I'm sure it works fantastic for your family. And then people like me, I'm like, how do you do it? I can't imagine putting it together myself. It would make me so nervous. <laughs> I'm the type of person like I need to have a box full of all the things that I need and yep. you just send it to me. And that way I can be assured that I don't miss anything. Now so. the missing things, that's really real. That's, that's what I was nervous about at the <laughs> beginning. But thankfully we got into a groove by first grade and kind of figured out what we like. Yeah. Now I don't know if it'll change with the other kids, right? but yeah, but you do father's world, right? Yeah, we do my father's world and we've done it since pre-K and we really, we really love it. Um, and like I said, I like to buy just the package that comes with all the books that we will need for the year, all of the worksheets, like the checklist of everything I'll need to do. Um, I want the lesson plan and that works really well for us. So yeah. I think that that's nice. And I will say though, for anyone listening that is interested in homeschool stuff, because I just had someone message me today asking what curriculum do you use? That's like the number one question I, I get. When yeah, I-, I know I, I get a lot of that too. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, let me send you a voice message because that's yeah. easy. Um, but I will say Logos has bundles. Now it's yes. not the same as Father's World, but, and I'm sure other homeschool um, websites do too, but they do have bundles. And that's what I did at the beginning for like kindergarten, first grade. I just bought the bundle. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I hated the math. So we switched the yeah. math. Yeah. Um, and then we just started kind of switching in some things as we yeah. went the bundle yeah. helped. honestly the more that you do it the more you know what you need like I know I need this I know I need that um but yeah I just like someone else doing all the thinking for me of yep. what yeah. to put together how many pages to do of this a day yeah all that kind of stuff so <clears throat> but um Brie also makes amazing pancakes they're super fluffy and baked good she makes delicious cupcakes and she has some recipes in the Fruitful and Fearless cookbook. If you want to check out some of her cooking, you can find it there. We are here today actually to talk about Christmas presents because if you're like me, you've started to think about Christmas. I started to think about Christmas a very long time ago, actually, because I have a baby due in November. So I'm kind of like this anyway. I like to think about Christmas all year long. And especially when I have a winter baby, like Providence was due in December and this baby is due in November. So whenever I have had babies due around the holidays, I'm like, okay, I have to have everything done before (laughs) because I've had a C-section every time. So I know that after I have a baby, I'm going to be kind of out of commission for a while. So I don't want to sacrifice all of our sweet and special Christmas times and all of our little traditions and gifts and things that we do together. So I try to prep way ahead of time. So I've been doing Christmassy stuff since the beginning of summer, really, <laughs> kind of since I found out I was pregnant and found out the due date. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, though. I'm with you. I yeah. love Christmas. And and I I am I'm the opposite of a procrastinator. So after Christmas is over and I go to the store and I see all the Christmas stuff that's really cheap, I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy these Legos because they're not gonna be cheaper than this. And yeah. I know my boys are still gonna really like Legos next year. So if there's things that I see that I know that we're going to want that I just go ahead and buy them, I have a basket in my closet. And so in that way, I think about Christmas all year long. But now that we actually are almost to November, 
I have been thinking about it even more. I wanted to do a podcast about DIY, specifically Christmas gifts, just because I think it's fun to hear about what other people have done and get ideas like, oh, I could do that. And um, because Christmas obviously is not about how much money that you're spending on the people that you love. If if you're like me, then it's about how much thought you're putting into it and how much love that you're wanting to show them. And I I love it whenever someone gives me a gift that I know that they've thought about me about and put a lot of thought into and, and um, consideration. So I think whenever people make a gift that it really shows that. Last year with the Fruitful and Fearless Book Club, we read this, A Brief Theology of Christmas Presents. Have you read this before? No. Who wrote that? Doug Wilson. Okay. I'm going to have to get that one. And it's just a tiny little book. Um, yeah. It's tiny and it's uh, how many pages here? Like 50 something pages. But he does a great job in that book of just laying out a theology of Christmas presents, like thoughts behind giving and receiving gifts. And I was going to read a couple things in here because I thought it was really great. We want to ground our understanding of our giving on what God has given us. God gives everything to us, and he also guides us as we give back to him. We give to God, and as we do, we are giving back to the fount of all generosity. If we do it rightly, we are learning how to imitate him in his presence, which means that we will be better equipped when we turn to give to others. So um, it lays this great foundation of as we give presents. It's not materialism, as a lot of times people will make it seem like, okay, if you're all caught up in Christmas, then you're all caught up in materialism. And he lays a great foundation of like, no, the Christian should be the best giver at Christmas because we have been given everything from Christ that he's been abundantly generous with us and we can be abundantly generous with those around us too. Um, and again, not only financially, because a lot of the the DIY gifts that I've given people haven't cost me hardly anything. But I also like in John 13, 35, that, that people will know that we're believers by our love for one another. So Christmas is a great time too to show love to the people around you. I, I always really like to give our neighbors gifts. We have a lot of people in our neighborhood that aren't believers and it's a great time for our family to just go and knock on their door and give them a present and ask how they're doing and um, just make contact with them. So being intentional throughout the holidays to show love to the people around you um, because that's that's different than the world. Like there's not a lot of people out in the world that are not believers that are intentionally going to show love to someone else and intentionally just go out of their way to be kind. So the holidays are a great excuse to do that and not seem like a weirdo knocking at your door, giving you a jar of jam. <laughs> oh, also just there's tons of verses in the Bible just about generosity and giving and especially to other believers. So even taking care of each other at the holidays being sure that if you know of people in your church body or your friends that are believers that are in need, being mindful of them. And also it talks about in this book that uh, everything that we have is God's anyway. He says everything that we give to other people is on loan to us from God in the first place. And when we give to him, we're simply returning to him what, we, what he has given to us. We're like little children buying our father a Christmas present at the dollar store using a dollar that he gave us in the parking lot for the task, which I think is <laughs> just such, such a beautiful image of like, here you go, go be generous with us, but he's given us, in it, at us it anyway. So 
even at the holidays, if you feel like things are tight, knowing that God is generous with us and he provides for our needs and everything that we've been given is from him in the first place that we give and then God provides for us. And then we give again, it's just kind of a order of the Christian life. And God also gives us the strength and the joy to be able to give, to be good givers and good receivers. Cause I think at Christmas time, it could be kind of like, some people can think it would be overwhelming or draining because you're trying to give good gifts, trying to be intentional, trying to like do all the baking with your family and do these little fun crafts with your kids and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, it's just exhausting. But like relying on the Lord to also give you the strength and creativity to be able to do that stuff. Actually, that's exactly where my mind was going, which I've not read that book. Did you say that was a devotional? Um, No, it's just like a little, it's just a little book. It was probably something that he originally did online that they uh, printed. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was on blog and may blog probably originally, but um, and then on the back it's like, how shall we then shop? So it's just like you know, replying to the Gnostics, replying to people who think that Christmas is all about materialism, and saying no, actually, God's really generous with us. Like, be extravagant. Yeah, yeah, they're really big on being extravagant, and I love that because I love holidays and events and gift giving and just making it all of just making it big yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah and I know yeah. everyone loves that some people love more of the simplicity yeah of it. and you can you can do that too that's fine but mm-hmm. I was thinking of first Peter four verses eight through 11 that's when you asked me to do this of course I jotted down like ideas and then I was like well what are like some biblical scriptures and stuff? And it goes along exactly with what you're saying. Um, I'll kind of like, I'm not going to read the whole part. I'm going to kind of like read just parts of it, but it said, keep loving another earnestly show hospitality to one another without grumbling as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And then at the end of that chapter, it says in order, not the end of the chapter, but the end of these verses, it says, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And we're talking about DIYs Mm -hmm. primarily, I think. I mean, I know we're talking about all kinds of other things too, but I thought that that was such a good scripture for this because we've each been given a gift Mm -hmm. and we for sure somehow DIY that into a gift for Christmas to show Mm -hmm. others, like you're saying, love, hospitality, um, and to serve one another. And I think Christmas is a great time to do that. Yeah. My sister-in-law, Kimberly, she always has this phrase whenever, whenever you're like, for example, like last year, she did like the little hot chocolate bar for all the kids at her house and at Christmas time, or it was maybe even at Thanksgiving, maybe we did both, but just like a beautiful tray with all the little fixings for hot chocolate and the adorable hot chocolate spoons and the mugs and just, and she, her phrase is making it magic. And just like Mm. make it be magical for them. And I think a lot of times we can miss how wonderful it is to give that to someone else and in an over-focus on ourselves and like, well, what do we want Christmas to be like for ourselves? Well, I don't want to be overwhelmed. So I'm not going to go out of my way. I don't want the house to get trashed. I don't want there to be too many toys cluttering the house. Like I don't want 
to mess up my color scheme in the kids' rooms. I don't want to have loud, noisy toys. Like, <laughs> like we we miss the magic that we could be giving them because we get caught up in what we want. Um, and so, yeah, just making it magic with whatever you have to give. If it's setting the table really pretty, if it's making a hot chocolate bar, if it's hiding the presents and like letting them find, you know, like just making it magic so that they are super excited about it. And that's so worth it. And the older that I get, the more that I am like, I just want to see that in their faces. Like, I don't care at all. I don't care at all. What about what I get for Christmas? <laughs> One single bit. <laughs> like, of course I have things that when people are like, what do you want for Christmas? I'll be like, oh, I want this here. Let me open my phone of things I've been putting throughout the year. You can get me this jar that I've been wanting <laughs> or cookbook or whatever. <laughs> um, but so much more fun than that to me is to see the magic and watch my kids have a super fun time. Yeah. And yeah, and it's only once a year. So it's like, do it, do it all, do all the things. Yep. Just to say one more thing on that note, Christ gave it all for us. He, he gave the ultimate thoughtful gift. He was the ultimate thoughtful gift. He was the ultimate in generosity for us, the ultimate display of love. And we are all in his workmanship. So as we are thinking through our Christmas gifts for people around us, people that we care about, being reminded that we were created for good works that were prepared for us beforehand. What a holiday just to dish that all out, you know, just being reminded that like, this is our opportunity. Let's do it all. Let's make it magic and relying on God's strength to do that. And, um, and not our own because it can be tiring. I'm not going to deny the fact that it is tiring. <laughs> like after Christmas, your house looks like it exploded <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but just knowing that like, okay, God, for your glory, let me make this something that my kids will remember the sights and smells and tastes um, of the perfect gift that Christ was at Christmas. It's a blessing, like you're saying to us to give that. And it's such a blessing to them to have those memories, like the tangible memories. I just think, I don't know. I just think you're, you're soul shaping really in those mm -hmm. times of like Christmas, because we're helping them know what is Christmas truly about. Like it's this gift of Jesus, you know, and mm -hmm. we have to do that in a very tangible, magical way for a kid to grab hold of it, yeah. you know? So yeah, I guess you can just kind of break that whole cycle of greed and Scroogeness, if that's a word and consumer yeah. by turning whatever you have, like you said, whether it's a lot or a little money wise, but just turning it into something beautiful. Yeah. I wanted to read the last paragraph in this book too. It says, so as you bake and as you shop, as you wrap and as you smuggle contraband into the house and as you decorate the tree and as you set the table and as you invite people over and as you deliver cookies to friends and as you tighten your belts this year and as you give a lavish gift that's maybe 5% beyond wise and as you laugh over dinner and gather to sing carols, remember that Christ is in all of it. I just love it. The cinnamon rolls that you make for Christmas morning are not detached from Christ and him coming, that it's all interwoven in a beautiful picture of Christmas. So Bree and I are going to talk a little bit about the Christmas gifts, the DIY stuff that I have a list of stuff that I've done. And then I also have some ideas of things that I was like, "Ooh, that sounds cool. I have that on a list of things that I may want to try one day. Why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about things that you've done in the past or stuff that you've seen. 
Okay. Some things we've done. I tried to think of all of the things and I realized there's quite a bit. I know. I know. I was too. I was making a list. I was like, man, we've made a lot of things. I know. I told Mason that I was doing this podcast and I was like, I don't know if I'll have enough to talk about on that. Like, just to be honest. And he was like, started naming things off. And then we started talking about, it. I was like, okay, never mind. There'll yeah. be plenty to talk about. <laughs> um, so I've done candles, um, like regular candles, beeswax candles, the tapered candles. I've done detergent, soaps, like bar soaps, foam soaps, blankets. One of my most recent favorite things is sensory boxes for the kids Ooh. or jars. So I sold sensory jars because um, we sell honey. My father-in-law's a beekeeper and our family does lots of things with bees um, so I made sensory jars with like slime and yellow Play-Doh. I scented the Play-Doh with essential oils. It's really easy to make homemade Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Then I got little bee cookie cutters and little tiny bees. Um, and I just put those in a mason jar. Those would be like a great gift if you can buy in bulk and make those for kids. But lately I've been doing like big tubs for my kids, making just sensory boxes. Sometimes I'll just grab random things that they don't play with anymore and throw those in there and make like a theme. I mean, you could do whatever theme you wanted to, but that's been a favorite for kids. Um, Gosh, we've made lotions, scrubs, deodorant. I think we have the same deodorant recipe as you. Uh, I love making art. So I think last year it was, I don't know if I made cards or just little sketches. Just while the kids were doing homeschool, I would like sketch somebody's face very fast, like Mm -hmm like five minutes, not a, not something big and elaborate that I have to work on for a long time. And then I would just send those to people. Or yes. You on. sent me one of Providence and I love it. I have it yeah. in her baby book. Yeah. So it might not even look exactly like the person, but if it I see so sweet, picture, I just, I can't help it. I'm like, some pictures are just, I want to sketch them. Um, my mom does that too. She makes homemade cards every year and she's really good at art. I've made, okay, this one's really funny. And Mason and I were like, I have to say this one. Mm-hmm. Back in college, when Mason and I were dating, I made him a bracelet out of my hair. <laughs> That's so creepy and awesome. <laughs> it's so creepy. Okay, so at that time, he was like punk rock, hardcore in a band. And he wore more bracelets than I wore on a daily basis. He had like bracelets up to his mm-hmm. elbow almost. And my mom was like, you should make him a bracelet and you should put, cut some of your hair from the back and weave it into this bracelet, like braid it in. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool and weird. And I still, there is still a spot back here that is shorter. I because love I that. All the way up. I had to cut it all the way up in order to get it long enough. You still have been working on growing that out. Still is shorter back there. Um, but I will say it didn't last very long. It started unraveling and it got real weird. So now it's in keepsake box. Okay. So have you seen the TV show Turn, Washington Spies? Mm-mm, okay. It's, it's such a cool show. But anyway, there's a character on there named John Andre. And uh, it's 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 like a, you know, based on true events type show. But anyways, he had this braid and he, whenever he had to leave the woman he loved, he cut the braid off and gave it to her as a keepsake. So, you know, it's it's a cool thing, you know, give someone your hair. (laughs) 
my mom kept my sister Gail's braid. My sister Gail had really long, beautiful hair, mm-hmm. longer sure. than any of us. And when she wanted it cut, my mom cut it into a braid or put it into a braid and cut it. I think she still has that and keeps it. Yeah. Uh, my dad had some really old books when we were little and there was a braid of someone's hair as a bookmark in the book. So that would also be cool. You could just make a braided hair. <laughs> bookmark. I just recommend like getting a thick enough piece that's not layered so it doesn't fray all over the place. Because yeah. like that's what my <laughs> Maybe gel it. <laughs> gel the braid together. Sure, the braid if, if you're going to do that weird DIY gift. That's so funny. I also have my kids' teeth. I could just, you know, make a necklace out of them for someone. <laughs> I'm bad about that. I, I have kept the teeth only because my daughter is very, like, she wants me to keep the teeth. But I would totally pitch the teeth if it weren't for that. And I don't know I'm if keeping, I have all of it. I probably don't. <laughs> I'm keeping everyone. I have a little special box that's full of nothing but teeth. Gross. <laughs> I'll never forget in high school one of my friends showing me his teeth. He had them up in his closet. Like that's awesome. my teeth. <laughs> yeah, this is so it's crap. so funny because my sister-in-law is a jewelry maker and she made me this awesome like locket box. Um, she's a metalsmith, so it was like a copper locket box that was just tiny and the perfect size to put baby teeth in. And I <laughs> she didn't make it for this purpose. But whenever she gave it to me, I instantly thought, I want to put my children's teeth in it. That's so weird. <laughs> so do you wear their teeth in this locket box? No, I don't wear them, but I could if I okay. wanted to. I feel like you should. And then Maybe I... for a really special occasion. <laughs> like Halloween? <laughs> I can wear the locket with the teeth in it. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah. But okay. uh, every time I'm, whenever, Va- Ransom's the only one that's lost teeth so far. Valor hasn't lost any yet. But every time I put one in and we look at all of them, he's like, this is so weird. And I'm like, I know, I love it. <laughs> well, so many people keep the teeth. So it is weird, but I Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always just tell them like, when I'm dead and gone and you guys are going to have to go through all my stuff, you're going to find this and be like, oh my gosh there's all the teeth she was such a freak (laughs) I love that so much yeah okay some more serious things I've made (laughs) that was serious I did seriously make that but you don't have to make the hair bracelet Um, (laughs) I've made the pancake mix my famous pancakes that are on the fruitful and fearless um, website so I've made the mix Okay, this was last year, so I'm trying to think what I did. Obviously, you have to add the wet ingredients. Mm -hmm. But I put the mix in a mason jar with the recipe attached. And then I made homemade vanilla and put that with Yeah, because homemade vanilla is super easy to make. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think you were the first person that was like, oh, you just put vanilla beans inside vodka. and Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done that as a Christmas gift, but whenever I was preparing for this, I was like, why? I need to just be collecting some pretty little bottles and in January, put some vanilla beans in those bottles and fill them with vodka. The next year I got gifts. I just did the big vodka bottle, stuck the beans in it. And then I think I bought like, I don't know where I bought them, maybe Amazon on bulk. I had them for years for essential oils, like the dropper bottles. And I put it inside of Oh, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Because yeah. they were little, you know? Yeah. So I didn't give like huge amounts away. 
Mm -hmm. Um, let's see here. Of course, candies, breads, all of the baked goods. Let's see some things that I haven't made, but that I love getting. My mom is like queen of DIYing gifts and she has made well, every year she makes something new. So she's made like puppet boxes. She loves to make things out of paper and cardboard. Mm -hmm. And I actually, they are more fragile, but I actually really like that because the things that she makes, I will put up either like in the kids' closets or up on high shelves. And they're always a special treat for them to get down. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause they have to be more gentle with it. It can't be a toy that I just leave out because yeah. it'll get, and you know, when friends come over mm -hmm. when are just too rough but she's made um like puppet houses she's made little like houses for dolls and she's made like little miniature mice and she's Ooh. made our family out of them I, I love tiny things that's cool yeah really tiny and then she'll just get tiny trinkets that she finds like random little thimbles and little mm -hmm. you know like pieces of jewelry and charms and she'll use that for whatever and then she'll make whatever she needs um she's also made board games that was one of our favorites wow that's cool when you made a board game for every grandchild and she has like 15 of them wow. every little every little grandchild yeah. um, so everyone got a board game and that was fun she just I guess kept things from magazines and whatnot and cut it up made a theme um let's see what else has she made she made this really cool thing for, I might have to like send pictures. I don't know if you yeah. post these. Oh, we should. Yeah. She made a really neat, um, Evangeline loves babies. She's always been a big baby fan and it's like a card that opens up, but it has pockets inside of it. And she cut and made these little tiny babies and she saved little trinkets and she sewed little blankets and like each space of the card that opens up has like a, a different place for your baby to play oh, <laughs> I don't know I love but it just loves it and it folds up so it's like you can it, you can easily take it to church with you and that's a good quiet time toy yeah things like that I love <clears throat> um I've been given things like scarves and like embroidery that I love artwork that's just all over my house Mason has given me um little like date cards that's like one free massage like no it. yeah like that that's been like my favorite because it's like not just it's like 30 minutes or 45 minutes mm -hmm. and he can't like he puts the timer on he gets the oil <laughs> out it's like going to the massage except I don't have to pay 120 dollars serious <laughs> yeah. um, that's been one of my favorites too I don't know I could keep going on but that's some of mine okay <clears throat> um I'll piggyback on some of yours because I have some that were repeats. So I did the candles too. I had a friend. I think this is this is important too. With DIYing gifts, if you're thinking about it throughout the year, whenever someone's like, hey, I'm getting rid of this box of candle making stuff. Anybody want it? Then you're like, oh, I'll make some candles and give them to my neighbors. Um, so that is what happened with my friend Lexi. Actually, um, she, I think we were trading something. I think it was like I gave her a sewing lesson and she was like, do you want to trade for candle making stuff? And I was like, sure. So um, she gave me a box full of random candle making stuff. And it was like little jars with lids, um, the wax and wicks. I can't remember if there was anything else in it. And like some little tools to make the wicks stand up straight and that kind of thing. 
but um making candles is so easy because you literally all you do is melt down the wax put the wick in and pour it in a jar pour it in a container it's so simple so whether you want to do like some really nice beeswax candles you can buy or get the actual beeswax or the pellets or whatever and you can scent them with essential oils it's a really easy way to make a bulk amount of gifts because you melt down a lot of the wax and you can make like 10 candles you know depending on the size of your jars but if you have like your husband's employees or co-workers or like you want to make gifts for your elders or you know if you have multiple of the same gift that you would like to do candles are a great one for that um, there's another one that I thought, oh, also canned goods are a great one. If you're wanting to give, like we have, we have a neighborhood and there's, I, yeah, there's 12 houses on our little street now. And then we go on walks. So we talk to all these people a lot and then we have a loop into the other neighborhood and there's a few people in that neighborhood we know really well too. So at this point, there's like <laughs> getting close to 20 ish people that I'm like, I want to give them something for Christmas. <laughs> But um, that could add up really quick. (laughs) Yeah. If I was buying them something, there's no way I could do that. But um, like with a candle thing, I did the candles for them one year and it was, I gave a sewing lesson and I'd paid zero for it, uh, paid zero for the candle making kit because it was in exchange for the sewing lesson and it was only my time. So, and then I printed off little cards that said Merry Christmas from the Sparks and I put our address on it. So everyone everyone knows which house we are and, you know, Um, and then we went and delivered them to their houses. And if they're not home, we put them in their mailbox and have a fun time. And it's kind of our little Christmas tradition, but um, canned, I said canned goods. I don't mean like a can of green beans. I mean, like canning (laughs) something special. (laughs) Here's a can of hominy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh no, I mean like um so <laughs> this year I made salted caramel pear butter because mm. my uncle has a pear tree and he gave me like two five gallon buckets full of pears and I was like, okay, gotta do something with all these. So I made this salted caramel pear butter and it's amazing. It's so good. It sounds delicious. I love pears. Yeah, it's really good. And it's it's like thick and it's like caramel. It really it it like has consistency like caramely. Um, it's so good. So um that was again, I mean, all I had to buy for that was there was like four ingredients to the recipe. So I bought a few ingredients, I bought the jars, and it made I think it made like 18 small, like the half pint size jars of the salted caramel pear butter I also have done um orange marmalade because there was a gal at our church that got um given a bunch of mandarin oranges and she was like does anybody want any mandarin oranges and I was like sure let's can some so we I went to her house one day and we canned and we did some jars just with like the orange slices for our kids and then we tried to make marmalade And so that was another one that we did that the ingredients were basically free, just had to buy the jars and we made orange marmalade. Um, So that is a great way when you need a lot of the same gift to do like a canned, a canned item like that. Um, I've also done apple butter before, um, but the candles are also really good for that. Um, I've made bracelets for people in the past. Uh, I, I buy you can, you can buy whatever material that you want. You can get like stainless um, or sterling silver, or you can get, I, I used brass whenever I made them. 
Um, you could do copper or if you wanted to get fancy, you could get gold, but <clears throat> they come on a coil like wire and you can get different gauges. So whatever gauge of that wire that you want, and then um, you cut it whatever length that you need and like sand the edges and you can hammer it and it makes like a bangle. So those are super simple to make and they look like a really pretty nice little bracelet and the brass ones can be polished and they look like gold. So really pretty. And I bought, <clears throat> do you know those metal stamps that you can like stamp letters? Mm-hmm. So I bought those and put the initials for our elders' wives. I put our, their elder, I put their initials on their bracelets and gave it to the elders' wives for Christmas one year. Or you could do like beaded bracelets which I think would be cute too. Um, and yeah, like you said, baked goods. And I think it's a cute idea when people do like a loaf of bread and like honey butter or mm-hmm. a loaf of bread and like strawberry butter or or like the, um, the jams and marmalades and things like that. Um, but like baking them, you could do a loaf of sourdough or just like, you know, a homemade sandwich bread the day of or the day before and bringing that in a cute little basket with a jar of something to put on the bread, I think would be, a, I mean, I would love to get that as a gift. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then cookies. I have a certain friend that always makes molasses cookies and I love molasses cookies and hers are delicious. So if you have a certain kind of cookie, that's like your specialty, then by all means make that for people. And that's a great one <clears throat> too, for a bulk gift. Um, oh, embroidered items. I got on a big embroidery kick for a couple of years. I learned how to do it and I really enjoy it. So I've done aprons for people before and embroidered like their last name on it or something. You can do dish towels or like sweatshirts. You can get, um, you can get plain sweatshirts just at Walmart or Hobby Lobby or anything like that and embroider something cute on them. I've also done notebooks and just the plain hoops and stain the hoop and just embroidered a little picture on them. I've also been given like knitted and crocheted items. I don't know how to do that well. Like I cannot knit and I don't know how to crochet well. (laughs) So not enough to where anyone would appreciate a gift like that from me, but I think those are wonderful items. Oh yeah. Like soaps, shower scrubs, bath bombs. Bath bombs are a really fun one to do with your kids to give as gifts. Like my kids made bath bombs for their cousins one year. We, let's see, what did we do? We had like some little silicone molds. So we made up a bunch of bath bombs and put them in the silicone molds of different, I think we had like some Toy Story ones at the time or something, and then just put them in a little jar and it was a fun thing for them to give to cousins. Did you put anything inside the bath bombs when you did it? No, but it would be super fun to put like a tiny little Lego man or something in them. Just like my kids love bath bombs, even Henry. So I think boys like you. And they love the ones that have the little dinosaur or car in it. Mm -hmm. But so many of them are awful for your skin. Yeah. And like my girls used to say, we can't do that. We can't do that because then we'll be burning. And I'm like, yeah, your skin will be burning, you know? Yeah. So homemade bath bombs that's great you can know really simple they're really simple to make I think it was like a three ingredient situation too um and you could make those that were like nourishing for the skin and and good for kids skin um and even Jared has made like some manly smelling soaps before for people because I think there's so many men that are finding out that like oh 
when I use these soaps that are endocrine disruptors with the Mm -hmm. fragrance in them and things that are awful for me, it can like reduce testosterone and do horrible things. So I think there's a lot of people that are getting more and more on board with like doing things a little less toxic. And um, so Christmas is a great time to give some of those homemade things because it's like, oh, here's a really manly, nice smelling bar of soap that won't do anything bad to you. (laughs) We've done um, beard oil for cousins. Oh, that's a good idea. Male cousins. And I'm trying to think what else. There was some other manly thing. I might've done the deodorant just because they were all like, we want the deodorant. Yeah. Um, But I know we've done beard oil. That was super easy. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Um, Another thing you could do would be along the oils line would be like essential oil rollerball, little make Mm -hmm. little rollerballs. You can order just a little glass tube with a ball that in the cap that um, they go in and then you just fill them up with your carrier oil and the essential oils that you would want, like whatever blend that you wanted to make somebody. And you could do that for like a medicinal one or just perfume for people, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, also done leather goods. So Jared made leather wallets for the men in our family one year that were really cool. You can just find a pattern online and he used a punch and just hand sewed them. Or if you had a strong sewing machine, you could sew through the multiple layers of leather, but those are really cool. I've done like little clutches and zipper pouches and bags made out of leather and, and you can burn initials in those too, which is makes it personalized and fun. My dad has done a lot of Okay, so your mom, my dad is that person in my family that's like always does some homemade gift and it's always super thoughtful and fun. And it's usually like a woodworking item. So and he does it with the kids. So it can be like the kids gift to someone. That's what my mom does. My mom will have the kids over and she'll make yes. things for us too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's a great grandparent thing. So he's done like birdhouses. Um, with the kids to give to their moms and then for the dads they made some ink pens one year that were made out of some really pretty wood that were an ink pen and then one year he made like it was it was kind of like the size of an ink pen or maybe a marker and it had like a phillips head bit in one end and a flat head bit in the other so it was like a little beautifully wooden multi-tool yeah. That you could keep in a drawer. One thing that I thought of that would be fun that goes in like the woodworking category is you could make people like little advent houses or mm-hmm. or like little fairy houses or things like that with twinkle lights and decorate them cute. Or like a nativity set would be yeah. cool too. Mm-hmm. If you're good with wood. I know Mason, he makes pipes and he's done that Ooh, before. Good one. And but I know some people listening might be like, Well, I I'm not you know, a carpenter, I can't do these things, but there's always, I mean, surely out of the things we've listed, surely you can pour some Castell soap with some distilled (laughs) water inside a foam bottle. You know what I mean? You can make some hand soap. Yeah. But if you are good with wood, I think like a nativity set would be so cool. And, and part of this is just taking the initiative to learn. Like I didn't know how to do a lot of the things that we've done automatically. (laughs) Like, I had to Google and YouTube video and ask people and figure it out. And that's how you learn. And that's how you can, you know, be more interesting. (laughs) I'm not good at sewing. You are great at sewing. And every time Mason puts on clothes that need tailored, I'm like, gosh, I wish we lived closer to Jordan. (laughs) But I will say I made him a blanket one year for Christmas 
And that's exactly what I did. I think yeah. I just Pinterest it and I followed the steps and mm-hmm. made a blanket, you know? So yeah, I'm not going to do that every year, but I did it that year. <laughs> yeah. But a wooden pipe and a little bag of tobacco, that would be like a great man gift. Yep. And you can do homemade tobacco. He's done. He's grown tobacco. I don't know How if that's fun is legal. That? I don't know if that's legal, so don't hold me to it. That is so cool, though. Oh. <laughs> that is very cool. One thing that my mother-in-law makes the kids whenever they turn a year old is, okay, so, you know, every one-year-old is into something. Like, mm-hmm. Pravi was, hers was shoes. Ransom's was Jeeps and Valor's was deer. I remember Ransom and Jeeps. That was, yes. you would look up. I remember being with you guys and he would say something, probably just Jeep. And Jared would look up on Google, just pictures of Jeeps. And the kid would look at <laughs> pictures of Jeeps for forever. <laughs> he loved Jeeps. Um, so whenever each of the kids, each of the grandkids turns a year old, their Gigi makes them little color card book. It's like a little, it's not a book. It's like just little like four by six pieces of paper. And <clears throat> so like Ransom's Jeep one, for instance, it would be like red Jeep, blue Jeep, yellow Jeep. And then the last one says Ransom's Jeep. And it's a little picture of Ransom in a Jeep. <laughs> and like, it's the same with the shoes for probably the deer for Valor. And, and on Valor's deer, it's him, like, riding a deer. And then on Pravi's shoes, it's, like, her holding a little pair of shoes. Aww. So they're just very cute. Um, and she laminated them and put them on a little ring and we'll keep them forever, you know? That's sweet. What a good so, idea. Yeah. So that's another cute thing that you could do for kids. Oh, oh, peg people. Okay. Have you ever had the little peg people? The little mm-hmm. wooden peg people? Okay. Those are super cute. You can buy just the little peg people and then paint them. Last year, our neighbor gave us a big, she's very artsy. And anytime she wants to clean out her art stash, she's like, you guys want to see if you want any of this stuff? So she gave us like a big Aldi bag full of wooden peg people and like little wooden lamps and little wooden cups and like random tiny wooden things. And so we took the peg people And we made them into little elf or gnome people and painted them and put like cotton ball beards and little cone hats and like little cotton ball hair. And they're so fun. Like I had a blast making them. The kids had a blast making them. It was so much fun. I'm thinking I'm already putting that down as a gift. Not this year, but next year. I think it'd be cool if you got the peg people. I'm sure you can buy those cheap playing anywhere if Mm -hmm. no one's to you it'd be cool to make um like somebody's family like I'm thinking of my niece she would love she would love to have like her mom and dad and her and it doesn't have to look just like a no No, the same eyes (laughs) yeah and even like you said nativity set earlier you could do like a little kid nativity set with peg people Mm -hmm. and that would be super cute actually that is our nativity set. oh really yeah but we've never um we've never painted it yet Okay. So we need to paint them, but the kids just like it how it is. But I'm like, we need to paint it at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I love, I love the little peg people and I think they're so fun. Um, You could also make a, I was trying to think of a few for kids that would be fun. Um, But I thought, so my kids, when they've been little, especially Valor, loved matching games where you like lay all the cards out and then you have to like remember where one is and like you take turns and try to find the match. 
Okay, I thought it would be so fun to do matching game with something that they're into. So if it's deer, like pictures of deer, little matching game, um, and print off and laminate little cards with different colored deer or different types of deer, whatever, like, or you could do forest creatures or shoes, whatever theme, whatever thing, tractors, whatever your little kid is into. I thought that would be super cute and fun. Or like little girls that were into like, uh, I don't know, fairy people or princesses or can't think. I don't know. I feel like my daughter's not that girly. So I have a hard time thinking. <laughs> well, I got a kick out of you sent me that pumpkin of the fairy home, like carving yeah. pumpkins. It was just a video that Jordan sent me on Instagram of a pumpkin being carved into this really cute fairy house. And she sent it to me saying, your girls would love this. And I was like, I wish they would, but they want to do something like a bat every year. <laughs> you know like yeah. or just a cool you know like creepy face yeah and I, I'm always like let's do the fairy house or I saw one with like it was a big pumpkin made into a house and it, there was a baby pumpkin inside of the house mm-hmm. and they it's cute but then they're like no we want to do a bat or a yeah. cat yeah or, you know something yeah. and then so. my boys are like let's do a vampire or let's do one bleeding. (laughs) Let's do one getting stabbed. (laughs) No, my my gosh, guys. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I keep, I was talking to my friend Becky about this the other day because we went to a used bookstore and I don't know what it is about me, but it's very easy for me to pick out boy books. Like, It, I I am more drawn to like dragony books. Like that, when I was there, I was buying Frankenstein and a bridge Frankenstein for us to read together, like yeah. those type of things. But girl books, I I, I hate all of them. I hate all of them. <laughs> okay, well, I am good at picking out girl books, so maybe we need to like swap some ideas. Yeah, around. we do. I've I've been intentionally looking for ones that I like. Like I really like Brambley Hedge. I have not I don't have that one. Okay. The Brambley Hedge books are adorable. They're about little mice that live in a tree in tiny houses and they have all the tiny things. And I think it's so cute and I love it. Um there's a book called Millie and Tilly that we got recently. And that's a really cute one. And then I have like all the <clears throat> I have all the like kid Christian hero books for little girls. I have a bunch of those that are really cute, but a lot of the books are just really overly girly and I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what it is about me, but I will say I've gotten way more girly because I had girls and I originally told you I want boys because I came from a family with primarily girls. Yes. And I knew, I knew the drama and just the girly girlness that came with that. And there's nothing wrong with being a girly girl. I mean, no. you should be a total girl if you're a girl. But I just, it irked me for some yeah. reason. And the Lord was like, I'm going to give you a bunch of girls. I was yeah. like, okay, do this. And it's a blessing. Yeah. But I will say, book-wise, we do a lot of the classics. Yeah. I'm thinking of things like Beauty and the Beast. Like, I have a cool book, like, cool ones I have found at Goodwill or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll, like I an like origin- Peter Rabbit. I like all the Beatrix Potter stuff. That's cool. I'm fine with that. Um, I I feel like there is a difference, and I've I think I've talked about this before, but in my mind, I love feminine things. Like I want my daughter to be very feminine, and I love beautiful, authentic, feminine things. 
I do not like girly things. <laughs> and in my mind, that's two very different things. And so anyway, <laughs> that was a rabbit trail. Maybe we can do an episode one day on girl books. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> uh, okay. So here's a few ideas that I have not made, but I think would be cool. So half Bay Harvest, I saw they have a really cool list online of simple syrups that you can make. Um, this is another cool thing that my sister-in-law has got us into over the holidays the past few years, but doing like simple syrups for holiday cocktails, like mm. so fun. But she has a little list of like a pomegranate ginger simple syrup, cinnamon spice simple syrup, vanilla chai simple syrup, and a cranberry orange. Like all of those sound delicious and you could do a million different things, whether they be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, whatever. You could just make some fun, fancy, sparkly beverages for your guests um, and then give them the simple syrup um, to take home as a present with maybe like a fun little glass um, or like a little Moscow Mule cup mug, like the copper mug or something. It would just be fun. Um, So I thought that would be a fun idea. Uh, Venison for dinner also has the chai tea concentrate recipe that I really love and everyone that I've given to really enjoys it and I thought that would be a good gift to give to people too is like a a fun mug with a concentrate um and like a cinnamon stick hanging off of it in a card I think you gave you made that before the chai yeah I've made it a bunch of times you made me one and it spilled all over in the back of my jeep oh that's sad so I need another okay make me some <laughs> okay I will I totally will um another thing that someone my, my friend My- Myra actually just sent this to me today was like have you ever made this but like little simmering a jar with the ingredients for a simmering pot for the stovetop like a stovetop potpourri I got that as a gift last year and I loved it yeah so that would be fun and that's a little beautiful gift um oh another one that would be cool would to do would to be to do a jar of like a bath soak Mm-hmm. like a herbal bath soak so you could do like epsom salts and herbs and some essential oils and you know whatever or you could do like a detox bath kit which would be like bentonite clay uh you couldn't put the apple cider vinegar in it but you could do epsom salts and bentonite clay and just say add up add a cup of apple cider vinegar to your bath you know um great for when someone's sick um you could also do like some medicinal things for people if you're into herbal remedies you could you could make like a homemade vix situation um those are great for winter time um oh homemade, um sorry there's no. the homemade everyone's been doing this lately in my church and in my circle because the croup went around and little kids and all of our elderly they seem to have covid or croup all this mm. last month um and several people were doing honey and onions i don't know if you've done that no, or well, I've seen honey and garlic. I've seen jars of honey and garlic all over Instagram. Well, apparently the onions work too. I don't know. Maybe research which one's better, but I think you literally just put some garlic or some onions and some honey and you let it sit. And, and it like then, diffuses into the honey. Yeah. And then it's like great cough syrup. So you can oh, make those. Yeah. And yeah, you that's... don't have to make big things, you know, you can yeah. make little tiny, tiny jars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea too. Another one that I thought of would be a homemade coffee creamer and Mm -hmm. like a bag of nice coffee and a mug. I think that would be 
a cute little gift to give someone. But there's so many recipes online for really delicious coffee creamers that don't have all the junk in them. Like I like to make our coffee creamer. So that would be a fun one to give people cleaning kits. That would be a fun one too and easy to give like a pretty spray bottle, you know, like the amber spray bottles with a homemade concentrate. Becky sold some of these at our fall market. I was like, oh, that would be a really fun little Christmas gift with like, you know, a spray bottle of thieves cleaner and, you know, a pretty towel or something, something clean, cleaning related. Those are all good ideas. Hey, did you have any else that we did not go over? Um, the only thing that I had was just, we kind of talked about involving the kids, but all throughout the year, I'm saving things back that the kids have made. Like artwork is a big one because my kids draw and paint constantly. So we'll constantly, if they make something, I'll ask, do you want to save this? Or do you want to go ahead and give this to Nan and Paul for, you Mm -hmm. know, the upcoming birthday? But a lot of times, I'll save really nice ones that I love that they did a good job on for Christmas or we get a lot of kits because my kids ask for like the crafty kit things for Christmases and birthday gifts. So like, for instance, Evangeline got um, a globe kit where she could make globes for her birthday and it comes three globes. So I was like, well, how about you keep one globe and then you pick two globes to give to a friend, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was a gift that was given to her. And then she's able to like re-gift almost. And I mean, there's a ton of those, you know, like wind chimes, (laughs) wind chimes, yeah, uh, the globes, just saving those and putting those back. People like it, like other little kids. And I mean, they might not keep those forever, but still. It's something for them to give. Yeah. It's a way for them to practice being generous and thoughtful. Um, I forgot when you said that, it reminded me that when you're, I think it was Ransom's first Christmas. We did little ornaments for his grandparents of salt, though, with his hand in it. Yeah. His little handprint. Yeah, we've done that. Those are a good idea, too. Or I like the cinnamon ornaments. Have you ever done those? We've done that. And I know you've done the and dried can, oranges. Yeah, I was. that's what I was going to say. You can make garland for people. You mm-hmm. could make, like, dried orange garland. Or we've done cinnamon dough heart garlands for Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm. you could do... I mean, that, you're just using your cookie cutter. So, I mean, you could mm-hmm. do garlands of trees, just put little holes in them and tie it and give that to somebody. Yeah. And I mean, too. we keep those. They stay. I mean, I put them in a Ziploc bag yeah. and I pull them out every year and they still smell like cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me ideas of Christmas gifts. I have I have ideas now of more things I want to do for people. I, know. I don't know if I have time, but yeah, I, know. I'll make I only sure have two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have very much luck at all. <laughs> Hopefully this was inspiring for you guys listening. And if you guys have more ideas of things that you've done or things that you'd like to share, take a picture and tag me on Instagram and I'll try to do a story of some pictures of some of the stuff the day that this episode posts. So thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But 
Thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.